it is the feeling for letting your love light shine and feeling fine, isn't it? I think the Bellamy brothers were onto something there. Yeah, I don't know too much about the Bellamy brothers apart from the old uh, classic. If I said you had a beautiful body, would you hold it against me? Well, why wouldn't you? You've seen you've seen a picture of them. Beautiful big teeth. Oh, mustaches, everything. Yeah. Everything you'd expect from a pair of troubadours. Uh, speaking of yeah, so seasons a uh, little little rain around. Bloody beautiful, isn't it? Washes washes away the sins of summer, as I like to say. Ah, that's a good way of putting it. <laughs> I just made that up. It was pretty yeah. good, though, wasn't it? Washes all the dog wee away from my patio, which I like. Yeah, the summer sins, all the cricket nastiness. It just means it's league season, good and proper. Yes. Refreshing. What's uh, what's on your mind? Well, I've been a little bit sick this week. I don't know if you can hear it out there, so I'm going to try We've to heard it, it for the last three weeks, mate. Oh, I know, I know. I've been to the, finally been to the doctor. I had a PCR. I've been taking rats. I don't have COVID. I got a sinus infection. Anyone had a sinus infection before? Not me. Sinusitis, they call it. Bloody sinusitis. Yeah, so your head just fills full of uh, did you rubbish. Go to, did you go to up, upstairs Hollywood <laughs> Medical Centre? Well, I went to the Kingsway. <laughs> Sinusitis. <laughs> I went to the Kingsway shops, the Kingsway doctor, Dr. Andy. Shout out to Dr. Andy. I'm sure he's there listening. I need a doctor. I haven't been to the doctor for 20 years. Oh, he's a wonderful doctor. I took my son to him once and he walked out and he said, gee, that doctor's got a snazzy suit. <laughs> <laughs> did he say snazzy? He said snazzy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I laughed and laughed. He did have a snazzy suit on that day. But kudos to doctors wearing suits and kudos to doctors all the, way, all the world round. Good word. I had a, a, snazzy. A guy that it? I used to work with in Canberra and he was real, like, real dry and dour and, and dry was the best word to describe him. But one day he saw, he saw me and goes, geez, that's a jazzy suit. <laughs> <laughs> And I still laugh about it today. Jazzy. Jazzy. That's, That's an under- word. Oh, underused. Yeah, I like saying that someone looks smart. You look smart. Yeah. <laughs> Brings back some of those words. Instead of all these words the young people are using nowadays. What do like, they say? Oh, slaps. I don't know, like turnt. Everything slaps. Everything slaps. Yeah, that suit slaps. Uh-huh. But no, my son said he looks snazzy. Oh, good on him. Yeah. Well, he must have done then. Yeah, he did. What's happening in rugby league? Lots happening this week. How about our Tigers? Should we start off with our Tigers again? Oh, why not? Bloody... I know they had their own segment last week. We're not going to have a segment every time the Tigers win. We probably should. Bloody... I just feel good for Madge. Watching him in the final minutes of these games. Jeez, he does it tougher than anyone, doesn't he? They're just putting in. Jesus, they're putting in. And I read today, actually, that uh, Jimmy, Jimmy the Jet... Got back surgery. Has uh, yeah, out indefinitely. Yeah, it's a big blow. Which but is he, a didn't, shame. he didn't play on the weekend, though, did he? They had that awful, no, no. awful Englishman back who is awful. But I've said, I've, like, I just was so happy for him because he, he looked like he'd bought in and he was on board finally with the Madge train, and then to get rubbed out seems a bit sad. Yeah, definitely. For Jimmy the Jet, but definitely. Yeah, how, yeah. Uh, the whole rugby world, the rugby league universe, just came together over. Look at him there. There's a picture of him. Luke Brooks slotting that, that field goal to win the game. Left boot straight over the black dot. And Jackson Hastings on the post-match interview said that uh, Brooks, he'd given him a tap on the shoulder and said, fucking leave it to me. Yeah, because I saw him. Jackson was pointing straight at Brooksy. Everyone was looking towards Jackson with his cricket bat feet. Must be said. <laughs> Bloody Jackson Hastings must have a size 18 foot. It's like feet. a cricket bat. 
<laughs> and uh, no, he's pointing at Brooksy, Brooksy, Brooksy's ball. And so Brooksy got it and slotted it calmly. And it was a good kick, wasn't it? Unreal. Bloody good try that he scored the one before too, where he ran 70 metres to score. And they're just, I don't know, you just put a different number on a bloke's back and he comes alive. Well, um, uh, I said last week, I think it was, that Jackson Hastings had broken the record for amount of touches. I think it was 91 touches in the game or something. Well, he did it again, over 100 touches. Did they break the record for the amount of completions as well? At one point, yeah, they, they had 100% completions, I think, for a good while. Yeah, I just hope hope they can keep it up. Well, not not too much because... Oh, no, I'm on them. Oh, I'm me on, too. I'm on, I'm on them now. I'm not going for the Raiders this oh, year. Oh, aren't you? They're gone. No, they're okay, gone. we'll talk about them a little bit later. Yeah, in, we're going to have a whole segment. segment on them because, uh, yeah, but geez. Bloody Rabbitohs have got a few issues, I think. I don't think that Ilias kid's as good as everyone reckons he is. And that Blake <coughs> Taff, I don't think he's real good either. I don't mind Blake Taff, but... And, yeah. and Ilias mm. isn't bad. He's a good, solid halfback. But are you, there'd be no way anyone would be talking about him as much as they do if Brayton Astor wasn't his manager. I've got a whole other beef with that. Ah, but anyway. So he's his manager as well, is he? And Munster. Yeah. yeah, and it never fails to come up every week on Fox Sports. Yeah, well, they should, well, while we're on that, they should do something about that. I remember I made a point a while ago that they should stop the commentators from punting, and yeah. not, not because of anything illegal, like they're entitled to a punt, but it's just annoying. But that's all Braith tends to do, doesn't he? He's just drive up the well, val- value of his bloody players and therefore his commission. They've got no scruples when it comes to the commentary team because every week there's somebody with an involvement in one of the clubs that's out on the field, like Mick Anderson, Parramatta, and, um, I mean, it's always happened. I remember Gary Belcher commentating Raiders games and being really happy about it because he'd do nothing but but put his tongue down the back of their shorts. But there was one on the weekend that got me when Brent Tate Oh, yeah, the Cowboys game. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Jesus. Yeah, what what did he say? Well, he said that Val Holmes was absolutely the form centre of the comp and and, um, couldn't, in in a, like, one of those freak years where seem, seemingly every team has got the best centre in the world yeah. all of a sudden. But this is on the back of that uh, tal- CSF Italikai de- single-handedly destroying Manly. Oh. And then Brent Tate's got the, the the hide to say that his team has the best centre in the comp. I couldn't believe it. Anyway, he, Well, I'll tell you what, he um, did play well, but he was playing against Fafita. Who's the worst centre in the world? Oh, that was What bizarre. was Holbrook thinking? It was Putting bizarre. Putting in at centre, oh, that, that's what lost them. Well, I, game, I think right? he was trying to emulate the, the Talakai, Talakai oh. um, you know, moving the back row to centre. And I think uh, Justin Holbrook saw that and went, I've, I've got a bloody big useless back rower too. I'll put him in the centres. and But he's got... Justin Holbrook's losing the plot. I think we'll sort yeah. of correlate him with Ricky a little bit later on because he, he keeps picking Kevin bloody Proctor. Which oh. blows my mind because he's been awful. But anyway, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Uh, the big controversy over the weekend, of course, was Daniel Tupo seemingly deserving a, a sin bin for a high tackle on Michaela Ravalawa and getting away with it scot free. And then being um, cited by the match review committee or judiciary, whatever they call it. Uh, with a grade two careless, and there's been hot, hot, hot debate over the week about this and saying, was it careless? Was it reckless? The definition of reckless is to aim at a player's head and then understand the danger and then continue with it anyway, which it looked like to me. What do you think? 
it was one of the worst decisions ever not to sin bin him. Judging by what we've been seeing in every other game, that's a sin bin if not a send off. Well, he had he had twenty meters to make up his mind how he was going to tackle him, and my idea here. Almost like these blokes know that they're a bit of a clean skin in there. And I, I don't think he thought he'd get away with it. But he thought, I'll go a little bit high and I'll stop the play. And well, maybe I'll get 10 minutes. And that's what I reckon he actually did. He, he, it's well, almost like he made up his mind to do that, to go just a little bit high. Not not go in with the elbow and crack his head open, but just go a bit high enough to stop the play. And yeah, maybe he might get 10 minutes. But well, he got wrong-footed a little bit. I can kind of understand. But when you look at it, again and again and again, like we have done all week and all the different shows, it does seem like he did intentionally, you know, go there, yeah, like softly wrap his arm around around his head. But the referee got in trouble and got dropped this week, Adam G, seemingly because when it happened, he said to the bunker, it's not as bad as it looks. Yeah. And he's been dropped for saying that, trying to, uh, what Graham Annesley or, or one of them said, that he was trying to influence the bunker's decision. Uh-huh. Have you ever heard a bigger load of rot? Well, it's a... They, you think that they would have some sort of say in what goes sent upstairs and, and what, they think, what they've seen on the ground. So I can kind of understand him saying, oh, well, there's not much in it, but there was. There but was a lot should, in it. That should... Once yeah, the referee... Know, yeah, exactly. They should be taken totally out of it because that's why they've sent it upstairs. He can say whatever he likes. He can ask Ashley Klein what he had for dinner. Who gives... Ashley's got all of those screens in the bunker, all of the high-def replays to make a And this is what I've been banging on for about for years, two, three, four years now, is that... The bunker was brought in to get rid of, like, to to fix a decision like this where Adam G might not have cited it or might have thought it wasn't as good, wasn't as bad as it looks. But as soon as it goes to the bunker, the bunker's there to fix it. I know. He could have sent it up saying that's the worst high tackle I've ever seen. And then they come back and say, no, it wasn't too bad. We're not going to send him off. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's out of the referee's hand. And that's why he sends it upstairs, you would think. But But in in, 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 so Adam G gets dropped. And this week, Ashley Klein's got two bunker games and and an on-field game. So he gets almost rewarded. When it was, to yeah. me, it was 100% Ashley's. If you're going to drop anyone, you drop Ashley Klein because he was the one in control at that stage. Yeah. Fuck. I agree with that. And this is this game was after the Cowboys. We just talked about the Cowboys and the Titans game. Jeremiah Nanai got 10 minutes for lifting, I think it might have been Wallace's leg. Yeah. Just lifted him, got him slightly beyond horizontal penalty, fair enough. And they've given him ten minutes. Yeah, well, that's and that's like, a, come on. That's why everyone's blowing up because there's absolutely no no, consistency. no consistency in that. There's but, no consistency when bloody in that same game, Tamalolo was knocked out and didn't go for an HIA. Yeah. Like that's well, that's, that's what all I mean. Everyone is talking about is consistency. If if we got rid of the video fucking ref, then this wouldn't happen. <laughs> like that 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 would have been put. Tupo wouldn't have got sent. That Adam G would have decided on field in the heat of the moment that it wasn't as bad as it looked, play on or penalty, whatever. No ten in the bin. Everyone moves on, but because we've got because it went to the bunker and they looked at it for half a fucking hour while we're sitting on our lounges eating chips, waiting for the play to continue. That's what riles everybody up, isn't it? Well, it riles that's what me. Got everybody. Jesus fuck. And that's the thing is, yeah, you're sitting there waiting for them to make the right call. They'll surely they'll get this. Surely this is ten minutes. Oh, it's crazy. It's and, really and and even after me down. all of this 
talk of pointy end teams. Yeah. And so the Roosters are the pointiest of the pointy end. No, well, I don't even know. Even though, well, they're not going so well this year. And they know. got beaten in that game. And I reckon they, it was actually helpful for Tupo to stay on um, because he didn't play that good. Oh, got rid of the excuses, you reckon? Oh. I just want these bunker blokes to be accountable for their decisions. They've got every resource available to them in the world. The refs are out on the field with a with a whistle and exactly. two stupid touch judges and a crowd screaming in their ears and players coming at them from all angles. That's another bloody debate that we want to have later on about the, the player conduct towards the ref. Yeah, no, I get you. Oh, I, I get you. They need to just do away with this bunker and just live or die by the ref on the field. Well, I've written a, a poem about Ash. Have you? Yeah. Okay. Ready? Yep. Ashley Klein is like a box of wine. You can't drink him in one go. And as far as I know, a box of wine can't adjudicate on video. He may have been drunk on Monday night, he might have had a few cones, but it was touch and go when Daniel Tupo smashed McKaylee in the nose. If you drop a box of wine, it might crease, but it'll be fine. Can you drop Ashley Klein? Jared Maxwell says, no. <laughs> Couldn't get a word that means no that rhymes with crease. <laughs> Could he? Said decease. <laughs> it was a beat, a beat poem, mate. It was pretty good. Thanks. It was pretty good. Wrote it on the way around here. Did you? Yeah, it's quite bloody, it, it's quite um, inspiring the walk around. Oh, yeah. Oh, don't give away the address. Oh, sorry. I might blip that. I said... <laughs> I'll blip that. I don't want anyone to know where we're broadcasting from because I'll turn up and knock on the window. <laughs> That's all right. We can want to get on. We can have guests. I think we're going to have a guest we're in a couple of months. We're going to have a guest in a couple of weeks. Ooh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Geez, we're all lo- looking forward to that. He doesn't even listen to the show either. He probably doesn't deserve to come on, but he we're going to have him we'll on We'll have anyway. him on because he's actually got a specific skill set that we want to explore. If anyone is visiting Perth, feel free to get in touch and we can, you can come on a guest appearance, talk about the footy. It's big fun. Oh, Best fun there is, uh, but on the we should mention the St George Illawarra Dragons. Just we'll talk about them later, obviously in the wrap up. But magnificent performance to get the Roosters at the SCG, the grand old lady as they call it on the commentary. Have you heard that? Jesus uh, Christ! Really? Because it's not much. The grand old lady. I have my concerns about that ground. That's not actually regulation <laughs> width. <laughs> I don't think it points in the right direction either. Yeah, it's like, like it runs. Funny about it. And you got the it's a round oval as well, so you got all those poor seats that are too far back. Uh La Opta Stadium here in Perth, which I might mention we're going to State of Origin too this year. I've got everybody tickets. We're going, going to the car races too on Sunday. On Sunday. You still coming? Yeah. Well, my sinus infection will be over by then, I'd reckon. <laughs> but uh You'll be right. The, yeah, fu- the fumes will clear out. And hats off to Zach Lomax the week before, carrying on like an absolute prawn with his mate Frizz. Came out and had a really good game, I thought, against the Roosters. He was very solid. Pulled his head in, you reckon? Pulled his head in. And even blokes like Mbai are starting to have a dig. And uh, it was a good performance against the Roosters. I, I uh, take my hat, hats off to the Saints, fellas. A team that no one really expected much from. We'll talk about that a bit later. We will. Um, I want to m- mention quickly Anthony Milford, the forgotten bad boy of rugby league. Oh. Has, he's been given a reprieve and, and he's training with the Knights now, apparently. Yeah, but he's not allowed to play until he undergoes his sensitivity training or whatever it is. Is that right? Yeah, so they sit him in front of a whiteboard for 45 minutes and it says, don't beat women up, uh-huh. don't get on the grog. 
if you get on the grog, don't do nothing stupid. Well, I don't think he beat anyone up to, no, his, to his credit. They've I got think their CCTV footage, and the NRL's had it for a while as well, so they must have seen that he actually yeah, but was nobody, hardly done by me. Nobody's ever going to see it. You know why? Why is that? Because he's misses. Uh, long, long-term girlfriend, I should say. So it's not like the, you know, it's a fling or anything. But she has said that she does not want the. She begged the magistrate not to release the footage because it would show her in a bad light, and it would be bad for her mental health. Because she said that there was, uh, while there was no wrongdoing, she was intoxicated and distressed, and she didn't want anybody to see that. Well, you probably shouldn't be. I'm just looking at this. Um, admittedly, it's from the Daily Mail in the UK, which is. Certainly not uh, reputable, but every enough. every picture she's got a drink in her hand. Oh, so she got pro- are they still together? No, I'm not saying she's got problems. I'm just saying if you want to go out and muck up on the on the tear and drink and carry on like a fool, and and when there's uh, video cameras within the vicinity, then you you got to expect it, don't you? When did it happen? Did it happen in the middle of? Middle of Brisbane, Brisbane, yeah, and and Anthony apparently the only thing he did was wrong was pick up a wheelie bin and throw it, which to me is pretty impressive. I want to see that. Yeah, because they're not easy to pick up. Head or how did he do it? Did everything fall out of it? Or I don't know. They're they're pretty. Did he just go do one of those two foot kicks into it (laughs) (laughs) and ride it to the ground? Or (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Well, we'll never know. <laughs> I know. Well, they're not releasing. Are they still together, Mrs. Mrs. Milford? Yeah, yeah. They're long, long-term partners. And they're good still on together. Them. So they just had a little Barney in the middle of Fort, Fortitude Valley, and yeah, it's, he's picked up a bin and made a bit of a mess, and he's lost his bloody nine hundred. Oh, wasn't that wasn't that big? Was it the uh, Rabbitohs contract that he lost out on? Oh, but, are they saying he's 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 out about one hundred and sixty grand in lost earnings. So it's not. It's not um, not insignificant, but yeah. anyway. Yeah, he's going to the Dolphins next year anyway, isn't he? So, Is he? Well, I think so. They picked up a new one, Tom Gilbert, lauded as a as a bloody terrific signing, and I had to, I must admit I had to look up who Tom Gilbert was. I, I have uh, heard his name. Cowboys. Yeah, in. Cowboys. But yeah, geez, he's a decent enough player, but, but they're scraping the barrel a bit, aren't they? They're starting to get a bit desperate from all reports, but well, then other signed, reports. Uh, Sean O'Sullivan, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Well, they're saying that they did, and then they say they didn't, and he's Chris O'Sullivan's son. Is so, he? Yeah, he is. Yeah, the recruitment officer up there. So it's his son, Chris O'Sullivan from the Raiders. No, 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 oh. the recruitment officer. That's uh, the one, the, the dirty, the dirty bloke that came oh. from came from Melbourne, and now no, he works that's not with Chris. That's oh, what's his name? Um, David or Daniel or something? Or no? Um, oh, not Chris O'Sullivan. No, sorry, Chris O'Sullivan. Jesus. Jesus, I was going to say the Raiders oh. have bloody dropped the ball there. If he, if yeah. there's a, a a son of a legend running around, well, there. Morgan Boyle. Bloody slipped through their fingers, and now he's on reserve bench for bloody Manly. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say. What that. about if Millie Boyle comes back when the Raiders get a uh, side in the NRL? Oh, she'll be back for sure. She'll have to because she's with Adam Bloody Elliot. Yeah, How who about- this week? <laughs> that was funny, wasn't it? Was quoting what was he quoting? The Art of War by Sun Tzu. <laughs> yeah, very strange. Who knew? Who knew Adam had it in him to be quoting? Chinese warlord. He's a very, literature. St- very strange character. <laughs> very strange very character. Strange. Peter O'Sullivan. Oh, Peter O'Sullivan. Sorry, yeah. So he's a recruitment officer up there, and so, so he's his son. I did not know that. There yeah, you go. there you go. Peter O'Sullivan. Sorry, not Chris. 
<sighs> all right. Well, there's all the um, little tidbits, I suppose. Let's get into the, the meat of it. Meat. Grab you deep inside and send you reeling. Where your love can hide and then go stealing. Through the moonlit nights with your love. Just let your love flow like a mountain stream and let your love grow with the smallest of dreams and let your love show. And you'll know what I mean. It's the season. Wonderful message, isn't it? Let your love flow like the smallest of streams. Mm. Oh, smallest, is it? I'm pretty sure that's what he said. I might have to go back and have another listen to it. but Maybe the smaller streams run quicker and more true. Yeah, or more but, more uh, ferocious. They've got, know, well, like, they've, got a, uh, they've got a more d- uh, defined path, don't they? They just want to go straight <laughs> where they're going to go. Yeah, they go where they go. They don't meander. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, like so, I just did. <laughs> uh, plenty of coaches under the under the pump uh, early on in the season. What is it this week? Round eight. It is. Um, who, oh, you got to say, bloody, um, what's his name? Brownie, Nathan Brownie Brown, under plenty of pressure. Madge, of course, is off the hook now. He's had two magnificent wins, and they won't be talking about him for a while. Justin Holbrook. Under pressure, oh. and of course Trent Tebas Barrett, which we'll get to in a minute. But to me, the coach should should be under the most fearsome of pressures is Ricky Rick Stewart. Oh, I hundred percent agree. And I've uh, defended the bloke in the past, but geez, he escapes scrutiny, doesn't he? And, and a lot of people say, "Oh, he's got mates in the media," and they've all got mates in the media, all of them. Of course, right? Um, they've all got blokes when they want to leak something or they want something to get out into the press and you know bloody someone at the bulldogs has got buzz obviously in their pocket <laughs> we'll get to that later but well I, had, I i'm on record i'm pretty sure i said it back in the old uh youtube league indeed days oh so when back he, in 2015 well when he first signed when was that he's been there about nine years now i think 2014 he signed as the coach of the canberra raiders took over from david ferner and I'm sure I said it at the time that I did not want the bloke at the no, club. No, I remember you really. I was, I I was, was adamant, wasn't I? Him, I was willing to give him a go. But but then 2016, they had a bit of a run of form on the back of Joey Leilua and Jordan Rapiner. Uh, and there was a few people saying that they could go all the way with Ricky. And then and then they kind of went soft again for a little while. And then when they – to me, the Ricky era really – like he proved himself to be a good coach to me in 2019, of course, when when the Raiders made the grand final, and they have made three prelims under Ricky. But I just can't can't see where they go from here. Can you? No. Well, at what point do you just concede? All right. Well, I've done everything I can with this team, and I've taken them as far as I can. I'm gonna, you know, he's a wealthy man. I'm gonna take my money. I'm gonna go focus on my um his his thing that he's got his autism thing his foundation yeah and just drift off slowly into the night but the problem with these guys is they're too competitive it's a problem and it's also the best thing about them they hate losing and they're just ultra competitive personalities you know the kind of guys that you couldn't ever do with anything with them as kids because they'd always want to win and so 
it's a big loss for these blokes to actually walk away from something when they're at their worst, right? Yeah, well, yeah. I th- in in along those lines, I get the feeling that he just wants to win a comp, and once that yeah. is done, then then he'll hang up the the coach's hat. But I don't think they can win a comp the way they're going. I mean, admittedly, nobody ever mentions, or nobody's mentioned it this year, is that they are missing their first choice halfback and hooker, which which would sort of hamper any team i suppose but oh exactly you take pappenhausen and you i'm not comparing him to melbourne different thing but you take hughes and pappenhausen out that's a bit of a bit of a loss yeah but they've got a they've got a few players that are in the best form of their lives to to my eyes like joseph tarpan and um uh who else am i thinking of Adam Elliott? No. Well, he hasn't been. <laughs> no, they got some sol- they yeah, got a solid roster. There's nothing. There's, the, there's, you look at that roster at the start of the year, admittedly with Jamal Fogarty in at halfback and uh, Hodgson as a first-string hooker with Tom Starling coming off the bench. Like, yeah. I don't you think it's that, an like, You think it's a pretty good roster, right? It's a great roster. They should be winning more than they are, but I think some of his selections are leaving a bit to be desired. Corey Horsburgh has been okay. But I still don't think – I think there's better options like Peter Holler and uh, yeah, even Peter a couple Holler. of the young blokes like uh, Rush, Rush. Trey Mooney and – Yeah, some of those fierce-looking kiddies that are – Clay Webb. Have you yeah, seen him I've play? I've seen Clay Webb play. He's a bloody really good player. And then Harry Rushton, of course, got his start on the weekend. But how many minutes did he get? Well, he got about 20 minutes, but they were getting flogged. Exactly. And he, the same thing as Savage the week before when he brought him on when they were getting done. So. I was actually – I was happy with their effort. Yeah, on the weekend, yeah, I, I think they were better than they were the week before. Yeah, like they're just Panthers are just too good. Like, they got blasted, suspiciously good. But why have why have Charles Nickel Clockstar on the bench? That doesn't make any fucking sense whatsoever. So that that's what well, he does all the time. He makes these weird decisions that just seem to be arbitrary. Like you know, kind of. Do you think he's a people pleaser? Do you think he's really trying his hardest to keep these players on side? No, I think he's a Ricky pleaser. Right. I, I think he I think he picks that I think he does that kind of stuff like picking chance on the bench just to like oh. he gets an idea and he goes, I know everyone's gonna hate this, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Oh, so he highlights the fact that he doesn't have a fourteen? Do you think? Yeah. So I don't he know. can come out at the end and say, Oh well, well who am I gonna pick, mate? <laughs> I don't have a fourteen. I don't have that luxury, mate. I don't have a it's pretty uh, weird. Yeah, but well, the thing that worries me, right? Chance Nickel Klukslar came out today, I think it was, and he called all the fans couch potatoes sitting on their couches at home Did that he? have never even coached an under sixes side, and so they don't know what they're talking about. Well, he's right. But I've coached under sixes. <laughs> oh yeah, I've that's coached true. under sevens. I I'm can't. Like, I can't begin to imagine. But that's the same thing as you saying, oh, you know, when players pull up, oh, with those, you know, blokes that have never laced a boot. Yeah. You know, it's the same kind of logic, and it's the same kind of thing, and it's like, well, you can't talk to your fans like that. And Ricky spoke to the fans like that the other day, like, oh, you know, all these experts at home saying, bring on Xavier Savage, and he's not ready, and blah blah blah. And it's like, well, a, what do you care what the fans think anyway? You're going to do what you want. And be, be a bit more respectful because they're the ones that, you know, if, if, if they turn up at Canberra, when are they playing at Canberra again at GIO? This weekend or not? No, they're up there at, what's the name, Redcliffe up there. But whenever they go back and they get 4,000 people to the, to the game, like, what, who's he going to blame then? Well, in his defence, I've rubbished him now, but in his defence, the Raiders are an extraordinarily stupid football team. They do the stupidest stuff. And... I think the Raiders are least 
uh, last, I should say, in metres gained this year really? with ball in hand. Or second last. They're, they're not good, put it that way. But that's only because they keep dropping the ball. They yeah. just can't hang on to it and they do the stupidest of things like offloads when they shouldn't, pass into blokes in... That, the amount of times I've seen somebody offload to somebody... Like, offloads are all well and good, but you, if you're going to give it to somebody in a worse position with three other defenders around him, then what's the point? And you're just asking to drop it or 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 run behind. And all of the the shepherd penalties and the... Yeah, it's that's just, what it does. You do an offload and it takes everyone back behind the play. And so... Yeah, there's no organisation. You know, so if they're set to have a run onto the ball, then suddenly they're five metres from where they should have been and it just creates havoc. You know the other problem And they're not a good enough side to be able to play ad-lib kind of footy off the back of that sort of stuff, you know. But, yeah, you see it time and time again. And there's no, there's no direction. There's nobody in the team with a big enough voice to guide them around. You watch all of the top sides. They've got... All of their leaders barking instructions, even Jackson Hastings, which oh, I think has well, made he's a, a easy example at the moment, I reckon. Yeah, and there's nobody out there talking. Jack Whiten was the captain on on the weekend against Penrith, and I didn't see him open his mouth once. He yeah. just see going around the back and trying to trying to get the ball when he can. He's there's nobody talking, nobody telling him what to do. There's no leader. There's no leader in the forwards. They're, they're just a bit of a rabble at the moment. Well, I, I think I, that's I can't what. See. Well, I think that's what Hodgson does, and you know he did it really well. Aiden Caesar, I thought was really good at kind of getting him around and yeah. Well, that was another big mistake that they yeah. Have well, made. and so they think it's the fullbacks that kind of arrange the defence and all of that. But I reckon a side like the Raiders, you're dead right. You got quiet sort of blokes like Tarpany and Papa and Jack that they just roll. They just want to roll their sleeves up and and play and not you know get involved in organising all the other players. So that's where they a Jamal or a. So I can see what's happened. And you're dead right. They need a little general. Well, they just need somebody that they respect. It seems like when they yeah. get scored on and they're all standing behind the post, there's nobody laying the law down and telling them what's what. Jack can yell all he likes, but I don't think anyone respects him. No, and that's it. And he came out the other day at the end of the game saying there was blokes that weren't putting in. And oh, man. He wasn't putting in. Yeah, and exactly. sitting there and having a giggle with, with Ricky about the journo who dared ask him about, um, about the Vikings. Which track. was a stupid question, but just like, just, say, just go, oh, fuck, yeah, I don't care, whatever. mate. And, and that's the other, like, I, I didn't think Elliot Whitehouse had been real good. And he's <laughs> been, he was sitting there next to Ricky the other day while Ricky was saying there's individuals in this club. And it's like, well, the bloke sitting next to you is not putting in much. Well, yeah, and he doesn't talk much either. And when they no, when he does, they it. don't seem to respect. Maybe, maybe mm. the, did they respect Toots? Well, did- that's and that's the other thing is why is Toots? He's fit. He's playing New South Wales Cup. Put him in. They can't go any worse than what they're doing. What's he done? What's he waiting for him to be a hundred percent fit? But he's playing New South Wales Cup, and they got Sammy Vellame, who God love him tries, but he's just not a centre. He's been he's all a- right. He's a winger at best, though. Yeah. Put him at wing but and put Toots back out there because he's a talker. And he's the kind of guy that might get that 50-50 penalty or, you know, he might kind of get into and influence the game a little bit. I think they, they used to play for play for Croker a bit more, too, because like he's a, a club stalwart. He'd been there forever. 
And yeah, well, that's the other thing is they're not letting, giving him the advantage, uh, giving him the opportunity to play three hundred games either, which is really unfair. Well, I certainly don't think they're playing for Rick at the moment. No, has he lost the sheds? I don't know. I don't. I think he should be under more pressure than what but he is, is anyway. Is a, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what we were talking about coaching pressure, weren't we? But yeah, Ricky and um, Justin Holbrook's the other one. Oh, he just made some crazy decisions. That, like we said at the top of the show, putting Fafita at centre was just nuts. Yeah, well, Surely the Titans have got a heap of outside backs waiting to go. We'll talk about that a bit later as well. But let's get to another coach under pressure, shall we? Shall we meet? Yeah, we'll, we'll listen to a little bit of Bellamy Brothers first and then we'll bring it back. Isn't that ironic? Bellamy Brothers, and he's not under pressure at all. Wild scenes at Belmore during the week with uh, reports that Gus Gould had barged in, like you know, saloon door style, into the uh, into the video session with the New South Wales Cup and first grade play- players, lavished praise on the New South Wales Cup players, laid the boot into the first grade players, and singled out Kyle Flanagan in particular, and then took took the whistle off Trent out in the middle of the training paddock and started running a session in his jeans. And new balances. <laughs> this is bizarre. Wild. Wild. Wild scenes. Is the writing on the wall for T-Baz with this kind of behaviour from Gus? Well, I don't think, I don't know, because Gus has got form doing this, doesn't he? Yes. he. Of, uh, so tell us, tell us, uh, he, well, he's, he's gone to clubs before and done this and he's kind of pulled the rug out from underneath. Well, he had a big falling out with... Graham Murray. Graham at the, Murray at the, at the Roosters. Yeah. That's right. Which then then he hired Ricky when he was still coaching director and Ricky won the comp in 20, 2002, was it? Yeah, and then sacked him. And then sacked him. And then he was in the wilderness for a while with commentary and all that sort of stuff, but then went to the Panthers as a coaching director. Sacked Ivan Cleary saying he was too tired, which nobody's got to the bottom of yet. Hired Anthony Griffin... Griffin was going no good. Oh, no, he was going good. I don't know. Anyway, then Gus left the Panthers. The Panthers sacked Anthony Griffin while they were in the top four after he'd started coming good. That's right. And rehired Ivan Cleary. From the Tigers. Which has turned out to be a good decision. But Gus was no longer there, of course. Yeah, so it wasn't Gus's decision. So it seems like it's just carnage everywhere he goes. Of course it is. And he's, as everybody knows, a massive ego. A huge, um, well, a hugely respected, obviously, because he's done everything in the game. He's won everything you can possibly win as a uh, as a coach, and was from all, I don't remember seeing him play, but it was from all reports a pretty handy player yeah, too. I saw him play a couple of times, maybe for Newtown, I think. Yeah, but it, it uh, certainly to me it seems like the the this is the end of of Trent. Once once I think once Gus Gould gets something into his mind that. You know, where he feels like he has to go in and, and, and scream at players and run coaching sessions, I think he's, he's surely he's lost faith in what... And, you know, you can't blame him. Trent's, Trent's got a 12% win record or something as equally atrocious as that. So. Oh, diabolical win-loss. It's kind of like, say, if you're at the car yard and someone's trying to sell you a car and then the boss comes up and pushes the salesman away and says, here, I'll take over from here. 
Mm. What's that going to do to the poor bloke that was trying to see you the car? And he might have been doing a good enough. He might have been doing an okay job. Mm. You might have bought that car off that bloke. You might have done that a couple of times at uh, selling drums. If I saw something was it go- was, <laughs> was heading <a> south, <laughs> if I saw someone blatantly lying or carrying on or doing the wrong thing, but I would step in. But that's not the case here. With you Trump. don't think it is? I think it might be. I think Gus what? might have a case here. He might might be well within his rights to step in and start laying the law down because Trent doesn't seem to be doing it. Well, he could have done it a few weeks earlier, maybe. Like, but I thought the Bulldogs weren't too bad on the weekend. Like they didn't win, of course, but oh, that had more to do with Adam Reynolds being a bloody genius. So what? Are, but what do they do? They've they've bought bought up big this year. They had the the famous war chest. They bought. Uh, Duh. Well, there's their problem. There's their problem. That's their problem. They bought Burton and bloody Addo Carr. And Addo Pang- Carr scored his first try on the weekend. Yeah, but that's not his fault. No, I know. Oh well, I could say we could say that Addo Carr hasn't been putting in. He has, I don't think he's been I putting he's in been- as much as as much as what he should have. I absolutely think he has been. He's been Ooh. taking the taking the hit ups from their own line, which they're camped on constantly. He's been in. Like he's the first one there to congratulate somebody when they do something good. Pangai's Pangai's come good, okay. Yeah, he went okay on the weekend. He wasn't too bad. Even Burton wasn't too bad. He showed a little bit of leadership on the weekend, and I thought Kyle Flanagan wasn't too bad. But all of the like, you, you can't as a coaching director, you can't just sit back and and watch what's oh, happening, yeah, can I you? See. Yeah, is there better ways of doing it though? Does the message need to come from Trent? Should Trent have smashed open the doors and peeled the paint off the walls? Absolutely. Well, Gus obviously saw that Trent wasn't doing anything to... But doesn't he call him into the office? <laughs> uh, Gus, it's me, Trent. <laughs> oh, yeah, g'day, Trent. I'd like you to absolutely give it to these blokes on the weekend because they faded away from the Broncos and ended up getting beaten by 20 points. Can you go in there and give him a spray? Or well, maybe he's already done that and it's not been effective. Trent... Trent seems like a bit of a, uh, like a... Is he know, too soft? He's a bottler. I think he bottles up oh. his emotions and then it all Is he goes... going to explode one day and then they're going to actually have to show him the door because he's bloody well, I think pu- he, punched someone in the face or I, something? I think he has exploded in the past and it's done nothing. Maybe oh. that's what it is. I don't know. That There's something rotten. There's something oh. rotten at the dogs, and I don't know what it is. There's something rotten at Canberra too, and I don't know what that is. But we've already explored that and couldn't come up with any answers. And well, I who's certainly the don't coaching have an director at bloody Canberra? Oh, do, 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 no, who, who actually has coaching directors? Well, that's the thing. They bring in these blokes like Gus Gould. St George even did it, didn't they? Yeah, they brought him in for they, a while. They, yeah, they did too. For, to, to, and they and he had a plan, and then that went nowhere. Like he and brings he, in remember these that plans. big review that he had, the end of season review yes. that he had at St George. And bloody 2020 it was, so it was only recent. As far as I can, well, it, and, and the Panthers only won, <laughs> won the comp after Gus had gone. Had gone. So, um, and so, he did bring in that Pathways program or whatever and built the giant big new um, facilities there, but that wasn't like, he, I'm sure he lobbied for it and, and rung a few of his mates like the Packers and whoever to get the money for it, but it was all a government thing. So, you know, fine, he got it on the board, but I can't see where he... You know, they bring him in as this big guru to fix everything, and it doesn't seem to me like he does fix anything. No, and it's like, or, or are they saying that when he goes, that's when they start coming good? Well, that's the beauty of it all for him, for him from his perspective, is, you know, if, if like, if, say, they, they keep Trent on for the rest of the year, and they start going good, it's all Gus. If, the, yeah, if, if they keep lose. him on for the rest of the year and they're bad, it's all Trent. 
Yeah. He can't lose. He can't lose. And then he can just waltz out whenever he wants and goes, he can either go, well, the, you know, dust his hands off and go, job done if they start coming good. Or they go on bad, he dusts his hands and walks off and goes, I can't do anything more with these blokes. Yeah, I can't do I can't work with this coach. He's not listening to me. And I heard they're paying him over $800,000 a year to do this job too. On top of, he must have more money than Oprah. The thing about these guys, and it's the Basil Zemphilus effect, and for all of our New South Wales listeners and Queensland listeners and overseas listeners, you might not know who Basil Zemphilus is, but he's the Lord Mayor of Perth. <laughs> but he's also a commentator. He also does MC. Like, what I'm saying is, is there's just too many fingers in too many pies. Is Gus still commentating? On Channel 9? I haven't watched any Channel 9 games. I never watch it, but apparently, I think he is, and he's, he's got a be. show on Channel 9. And he's got a podcast as well. So, has he got time to to accurately, you know, you can't tell me that he's kept an eye on every single one of these Bulldogs players from round one to see how, how they're developing and how, well, they're, how they're going. So Apparently, he does. He's at every training session, and he likes to be close <laughs> enough to hear, not only see what they're doing, but hear what they're what they're doing as far as who's talking and who's not and that kind of thing and that oh excuse me that's his excuse for getting out in the middle of the field the other day he said he just wanted to uh, get out and you know yeah just you know be get, amongst get a different perspective and apparently all with Trent's blessing as well apparently because there's a very two very different sides of this there's the Buzz, Buzz Rothfield side that said someone who was there <laughs> I don't think he's I, just making stuff up anyway. Saying no, I don't think they there. do make this stuff up. I think they like idiots like him, and I, I can't stand the bloke. But I, I think he's experienced enough to know that he can't just can't make just stuff make up out of thin air. So he's got something from he's got some yeah. mail from somewhere. But oh, the way that Trent for the drone thing that was made up. Well, the way that Trent Barrett came out and explained it, he said, "Oh, it's just good to get a different perspective, you know." And Gus has been around the game for a long time, and it was with my full blessing that he did everything that he did. No. T- Whereas, you know, what I'm saying, some of the media were saying that Gus is out of line and he stormed in the doors and bloody, you know, went went off and all this sort of shit. But Baz has got a completely different side of how he explains it, which may even be how Trent sees it. You'd be cra- We've talked about this before, who's available, who'd, who'd take it on. Well, and of I course, know what they're doing. Blokes like Buzz always set up their mates like um, Flanagan. But who... Would Flanagan be stupid enough to take that job at the moment? I'd say hundred percent he would. No, oh, he probably would because he's like he's, he's in desperate. the wilderness and desperate. Yeah, but would a young coach like? Uh, but the answer's there. Seraldo, someone like that, no. they wouldn't take it on, would they? Well, Seraldo, who was he off? He was offered somebody, wasn't he? Wasn't no, he offered? No. He was offered a head coaching role, and he knocked it back to remain the assistant at Penrith because he thought he wasn't ready. Well, I, th- I think that there's this bloke, Christian Wolf. Who's a coach in the UK? The UK, he's got a really good record. Yeah, hasn't and he? I think the Raiders should have a crack at him. Well, that's well, exactly. You Maybe he's well, Toto Wolf's brother. Well, wouldn't that be good? Wouldn't Toto be a good rugby Oof. league coach? Jeez, when that bloke talks, you listen. <laughs> exactly. Hmm. Jeez, I anyway, drop everything and listen to him. But I've got I, the. I think Trent's got two weeks. There you go. I think oh, I think they're going to do to him what Cronulla did to poor old Johnny Morris. Who's his um? Who's his assistant up there? David Ferner. Oh, my God. So, Fernsey might get handed the reins, you reckon, like he did at Rabbitohs there for a bit? Maybe. Just as a, a caretaker until, like, and, you know, get him through this season and maybe appoint someone straight away. Maybe they've already got someone in mind and they appoint him, you know, like they did to Fitzgibbon last year with Cronulla yeah. and he kind of oversees the recruitment and all that. But they've got Reed Marnie 
and um, what's the name coming next year? Uh, Kick Out. Yeah. Yeah, so they bought pretty well. Well, and that's that's what I was getting to at the start of the the segment is they I don't think they're lacking for for players. They're a good solid first grade team. They got all the money in the world from that leagues club and everything there. Yeah, like they're they're a powerhouse as far as financials go. So there's no problem there. So would someone like David Ferner be good for him? No, I no. don't reckon. No. Um, what about Flanagan? Would he turn him around? Would he turn his son around? Turn his son into a Claire's? You don't know, do you? You just don't know. Oh, shit, I forgot about Kyle. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, and that's what I was kind of... That's what I thought they might be actually doing a snow job here on Baz to get Flanagan in. (laughs) What's a snow job? You know, pull the rug out, like, do everything you can to bloody... uh, To... um, uh, What's the word? To sabotage them. Ah, perhaps. Is there sabotage going on? I wish it had snow in Perth, because you know what I did? I got a screaming deal on a pair of Ugg boots. I've never owned a pair of Ugg boots in my life. Oh, too warm for me. You reckon? Yeah, yeah. I get way too hot. Everyone on. Have you ever heard anyone say a bad thing about Ugg boots? Say, apart from you just then. No, that's not specifically anything bad about them. I just said they're a bit too warm for me. But did you get the proper rugs? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like I I got. um, There was a. A deal, like a code that you put in, they're yeah. usually 190 bucks. Yeah, Did you expensive. know that? Well, I do because my seven-year-old's got a proper pair of Uggs ah. because we bought him a pair of Kmart ones and they stunk. Yeah. <laughs> but his Uggs, I don't know how they do it. He wears them all the time and they don't smell yeah, at all. My wife's never got them off, so I thought i got to get on this bandwagon. And um, yeah, 79 bucks for the three quarters. You don't find them too warm? I haven't got them yet. Let us know. For the warm, sweet nights, there's a reason. For the candlelights must be the season. When those love rides shine all around us. So let that wonder take you into space and lay you under. It's loving embrace, just feel the thunder. Rhyming wonder. With under and thunder. Nothing wrong with that. Did you hear that? <laughs> I'll do it again. No, that was pretty good. Wait, Chef's wait, kiss. Wait. Here it is. Um, that Bellamy, one of those Bellamy boys has got a, a kind of a Barry Gibb-esque voice, doesn't he? Mm, they brought the strings in just nice underneath then when he was singing about thunder and that. Mm, good stuff. Wonderful stuff. Uh, let's get to the round that was, round seven. What are we... How many rounds is there? 24, so we're third through. Isn't that amazing? Oh, it always and then you've got all of the, you got the finals and you've got the origins and the tests and all that, so there's still a lot of footy to go. We don't want to, we don't want to freak anyone out. Um, Last week. Yeah, yeah Manly, Manly uh, Cronulla kicked Jesus, us off, Jesus, what it? a blowout of a game. That we both blew picked Manly. me out. Well. I thought they'd come good. I said Cronulla would come out too hot and I still think so. But, geez, they were poor in the second half. Poor as eggs. Oh, Cronulla were, yeah. But bloody poor old Morgan Harper. Jesus Christ, he just got bathed, didn't he? He got bathed. Well, I don't... I mean, Morgan certainly couldn't stick his tackles, but he was up against CSF Talakai, who's a well, monster. But I think there was a lot of blame didn't get, didn't get put on the manly middle. Because they were... The Manly middle were just lazing around, not 
you know, not getting up, not getting up and in, which, and the Sharks had an obvious plan to attack Manly's right edge, but the middles weren't helping out their, their right edge at all. And all too often, it was just Morgs one-on-one with yeah. with Talakai. And, I mean... And he just coming he back He played from bad, COVID. yeah. And just he, coming back from COVID. Like it's, but you can't, you can't expect your centre to, to do everything on his own like he, was, like he had to. And Saab wasn't helping him out at all oh, either. Saab thought, was awful. I thought Morg's got a bit of a raw deal. I mean, he played shocking, but I, I don't know if he deserved to get hooked at half-time. Well, I think... Maybe moving I, I, around. That, that or, was maybe the... Because the, the, they did have someone to cover him on the bench, so I think he might have known. Yeah. And that's on Des, though. Because if you know you've got a bloke that's not 100%, but who who usually who usually defends out there with him? Like, so you've got blokes like Travojevic, oh, Travojevic more in the middle, but what about blokes like Walker and well, that's Lord, who I was, Lawton? And, yeah, I was angling my criticism at, at blokes like Travojevic. Jake Travojevic was just lazy in the middle, and, and it seems to me that that bloke gets paid 800k a year to stand in the middle of the field and pass. He, did mm. you see? Do you remember him doing a hit up? Or no, he doesn't do any. Of that's the how he stuff. got into Origin on the back of his work rate and that that just like every. It seemed like he used to touch the ball every like two times a set, just hitting up, getting fast play the balls, that kind of thing, and offloads, sneaky little offloads. But now he just stands in the middle of the field and distributes, mm. and I think it's affected his defensive game as well. I was, I've been really disappointed with that bloke. Anyway. Sharks got the job done, but like I say, they faded badly. And, and I think that's indicative of my criticism earlier in the year. I think they've come out way too hot and they're getting too much praise put on them. And I think they're going to fold. You still think that they're just too hot. Yeah, I do. <laughs> the, hot, the, the brightest candle burns out the fastest. <laughs> too hot like your feet. You know? why, don't, why, why is everybody down on hot feet? Why wouldn't you want hot feet? You don't want hot feet when you're in bed, but not, not hot. You want warm feet. Nothing mm. worse than cold feet, surely. No, I like being cold all the time. You're a bit weird like that, but yeah, I hate... Well, you come in here and it's a wonder the air conditioner's not on today. You always reckon it's freezing. Being cold's the worst. Oh, no, I love it. Warm yourself up a bit and cool yourself down. Well, saying here, Morgan Harper only missed three tackles, made five tackles, missed three, and three ineffective tackles. That's what I mean. He wasn't as bad as as what I think he like. He didn't deserve to get hooked like he did. Yeah, he was pretty bad. But Talakai is in rare kind of form, and they're talking up that it's such a problem now because he's worth double what they bought him for, and they're going to have salary cap problems. No. What a terrible problem to have for you up there, Fitzgibbons. What a terrible problem to have. He's too Blokes hot. playing out of their skin. Blokes bloody getting into origin. The Titans will probably offer him $1.2 million to play on the other edge. <laughs> And then they can have two useless back rowers. Well, I don't think he's useless. I oh, he's not he's useless, unreal. but I don't think he. I, I think he's a flash in the pan. There you oh, go. Well, geez, good. Well, look at bloody Bradman Best. There's your flash in the pan. Bradman Best has two good games, and everyone goes wild. Wild. And then bloody Talakai, he's unreal. Anyway, he's been good this year. I'll give him that. And oh. the Sharks have been. I'm not saying they haven't been good. I'm just saying that I can't keep it up. I wonder what Fitzgibbon. You're right. I wonder what Fitzgibbon <laughs> had to say to him about that fade out at the end uh, in the second. Well, that's half. what I mean. Nobody's even said a word about it. What? To me, that'd be more concerning than anything. I would be thinking like they should have put the the, thro- the foot on the throat like yeah, Melbourne me- did to. Yeah, like yeah, uh, Melbourne did to the Warriors. Um, so all the Manly's tries came in the second half, 
and no tries for the Sharks in, exactly. the, in the second half. So. Very, there was only a couple of bounces of the ball. A couple of things could have gone for Manly and that, that and would they could have, been, have yeah. evened it up. Yeah, I thought they were going to. It was a wild game. Yeah, pretty wild. Uh, next game was Brisbane versus the Dogs, which we've already spoken about a little yeah, bit. I enjoyed this. I, I just love Selwyn Cobbo. He's probably my favourite winger at the moment. He's just handsome and... Oh, he's bashing and got some defensive issues, has Selwyn. Ah, oh, but yeah, issues. Jeez, no, he's bloody. I like him. But uh, my, my well, man, I don't think much much went past him against the Bulldogs. That O'Car went. Is he was that O'Car on his side? I don't think that's Selwyn's side. But I just think he's he's just still. I mean, he's young. He's only what is he? Eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, he's, he's going to be good. But yeah. I just don't think like there's been plenty of people saying, "Oh, I got to pick him for Origin." And, no, no, don't put him in Origin. No. But uh, my man, my man Renko just oh, stood up, didn't he? Jesus, he's a good hell. player. He's the, that little chip and chase he did down the side <laughs> there, and he's just the master footballer, isn't he? Did I say it a couple of weeks ago? Or maybe it was on the group chat. I think he's the best general play kicker that the game's ever seen. Yeah, I agree. Oh, jeez, I tell you what, bloody, I hate him, but Cleary's pretty bloody good too. But um, he's up there, bloody hell. Mm. Great game from him. He was pretty much the catalyst for the Broncos getting back. Although you reckon the Broncos weren't weren't really uh, that great, and that's why the Bulldogs scored fourteen. But oh, I don't know, the Bulldogs weren't shocking there for a while. I just think the Broncos played. I, I think the Dogs dragged the Broncos <laughs> down to their level for the uh, first fifty minutes or so, and then and then they realised they thought these blokes aren't as good as us, and then then put it into the next gear. Well, there's your coaches who were on the bloody chopping block and everything a little while ago. It seems like Kevy's bloody safe as eggs. Oh, somebody um, asked him, I think, yesterday if he was safe because he, he's got the full support of the board. The, the old the, boys, they say. The dreaded He got the dreaded full support of the board yesterday, which made all the journos. <laughs> yeah, he's prick up. Yeah. So, yeah. But they asked him and he said he's, he's, he's sweet, mate. But well, he has got a, he's got a... He's got a clause, hasn't he? Yeah, because they learned their lesson with the Seabold um, uh, drama. And, and I think if he get if they do sack him, he only they only owe him three months worth of pay, which is probably about four million. But yeah, um, but they're 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 sitting pretty, the Broncos, they can do whatever they want. And I think, um, Ben Eichens had a, a big influence on them up there in their little rebuild period that they're going through. I love Benny Eichens, geez, I miss him on the NRL 360. Come oh. back, Benny. Anyway, uh, there was a terrific segment with him and Andrew Voss on the on that show, The Fan. Actually, did oh, I mention that? No, Jeez, it was geez, good. I haven't seen any of those shows. You should you should invest your time a bit more wisely, mate. Yeah, um, well, it's enough just watching all the games. They had the yesterday on the Fan. They had the five top moments at GIO Stadium, aka Bruce. And then you know what the first one was. Jonathan Thurston beating us with a field goal. <laughs> I thought, fuck, that's <laughs> a bit rough. Yeah, that's a bit rough. Yeah. What about all the heroics from Mullins and exactly. Nagus and Well the second one was Ricky's chip and chase down the oh. down the uh eastern touchline. Oh fantastic. What stuff. about when Mal did Mal score four tries there against the Broncos once or? Oh there was a, oh, they, I can't believe they didn't have Campos thirty eight points against Penrith that oh, day. Oh, I remember that day. Jesus, Jesus Christ. Anyway. Uh next up was Titans Cowboys. <laughs> I honestly thought Cowboys would be Spooners this year. Haven't they turned it around? Well, you picked them. I picked the Titans. You picked Cowboys. Well, off the back of their recent form, oh, they've right. been playing great. 
great football. Bloody your man, Scott Drinkwater. Holy crap. Like, and he, he was playing a fullback. Yeah, the drink. Jesus I, Christ. I, I think He had I, a great game. I think out of every team in the comp, including the Bulldogs and the Raiders and all of the terrible teams, I think the Titans are in the most trouble. Well, they got a really good roster. Haven't they? Have they, they though? That's well, what I mean. I don't think they have. There's nothing wrong with their roster. They, uh, they're the most top-heavy roster in the comp, I oh, reckon. So it's all cream and no milk. Yes. No way. All curds. All no. curds and no way. We've spoken about what the best part <laughs> of the curds and whey. We're still having research. No, I think it's the curds. That's what they make all the expensive cheese out of the curds and the oh. whey is the off, off. Yeah, well, they've got too much whey. Uh, Jeremiah well, Nanoid continues. They're to not impress. a good coach side. Sorry, no, they're not. They're, they're not. They're a terribly coached side. There you go. I'll say it. There, terrible. Uh, and of course, the shock switch of David Fafita didn't work. David Fafita is an absolute bloody myth. Myth post. Absolute. At least Tino gets in there and does a bit of hard work. Yeah. And I can't blame Tino. I think he's been pretty good in a badly <laughs> beaten team for most weeks. But then. Does Fafita get the chance because they're playing him wrong? Put him in the middle. Well, go in the middle yourself, David. Yeah, go, go in and, and take a, a few. Some work. Get some bloody get get your hands on the ball. He just swans around out. No, like I can just see the dollar signs ticking over. Like when, like when I do my solo gigs and I finish, I finish a song and I I have a little sip of my drink and I go. There's another ten bucks. <laughs> I think David just watches the seconds tick over on the on the scoreboard and goes, "There's another ten bucks. There's another ten bucks. Oh, another thousand bucks." Yeah, just wants to get through it. No, I'm talking seconds. I'm oh, talking seconds. for me. It's songs for him. It's seconds. Yeah, uh, something dreadfully going. Holbrook hasn't. He might get sacked. I don't know, but geez, buddy, your man uh, Todd Payton's got him humming. But then they got some good players. I was impressed with Island Lukey and uh, Nanai was good. And Tom Malolo did his job. Bloody and pretty good side. I reckon the worst player is Chad Townsend. Like once he starts firing, didn't playing good. Bloody yeah. To be honest though, they haven't had the roughest of draws, have they? <laughs> no. You'd, you'd, you'd love to come up against the Titans, wouldn't you, at this time of the well, way they're playing? Let's see how the Cowboys go against the – they haven't really played – they've played the Raiders <laughs> twice. Yeah, that's true. That's a dream draw. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see, we'll see how they They've beaten them twice as well. Uh, we've already spoken about it, but the West Tigers' famous victory over the Rabbitohs, 23-22, Luke Brooks – Kicking them to victory, and Madge was cock a hoop in the box once again. Yeah, and apparently, could. I've heard they they did they're not filming Tiger Town this year, so uh, I'm, I'm bloody furious about that because it oh went, just it'd be worth it just for those two exactly those two wins. But why don't they do it? Look at the success of Drive to Survive, the Netflix F1 yeah series, and that covers every team. Like it's a mammoth effort mammoth effort like to cover all of the teams for every race because then they don't know what the outcome of the races are going to be you can't, surely you can do it there's 20 oh so there's 10 teams in the f1 20 drivers so surely they could cover at least half the comp couldn't they well that, that the first episode of drive to survive didn't have mercedes or or ferrari yeah, so that was only eight. So surely they could they could pick out half the comp and 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 then 
shift halfway through if it's like, all right, well, we've been really focused on the Titans because they were meant to be going good now they're bottom eight. Let's shift our focus to the Tigers or whatever. And they want to break into the US market. There's no no better way to do it than that. It's the way for it. We should be doing it if we had the resources and the backing. Could you imagine being around a rugby league team, oh. a first grade rugby league team with cameras all week? Wouldn't they? Did they just get absolutely fucking sick to death of you? So, <laughs> it'd, it'd that's be, good. Yeah, I suppose. Anyway, that's good. The tales from Tiger Town was unreal. It was fantastic, Dude, and even that, that and Titans, the Titans one the was unreal one. too. Yeah. Anyway, uh, good win. Good win. Uh, let's see if they can back it up though. The Tigers. Maybe they've. Maybe they've shot. Shot too hard. Maybe oh, well, come out. Yeah, but geez, there was nothing expected of them to win no, at least those two those two games in the style that they did. And both pretty good teams they beat. Let's let's face it, they're not bunnies that they. Well, they did beat the bunnies, but you know what I mean. They're not. They weren't no easy beats. Uh, the next game was the Titans. Uh, sorry, the <laughs> Knights versus the Eels. Look and as you've said, the Knights shit. were just awful. But Parramatta ran out in one of pro- probably the worst jersey I've ever seen in my life. Oh, that, Some kind yeah. of camo poppy mashup with the yeah. yellow and blue. Which is the, oh, speaking of the Anzac jerseys, it seems some teams didn't even bother. Well, tit- did the Titans? I don't know. I, ca- yeah. I, I was going to make a list and I forgot, but there, there were some teams that didn't bother, which I think was the smart choice in the end because the ones that did bother were gross. Oh, yeah. There wasn't some... Manly's jersey was a little weird this year. It was it? almost black, Manly's one. Yeah. I, they usually go to some effort. No, I know St. George always go to a lot of effort with theirs, but they didn't seem to... And you know what I you know what I think about these things is these big stupid sponsors all the way across the top of them. Yeah, but I I was thinking about this because my daughter came out and said, "Who's that team?" And she's been watching the footy with me nearly every week now. And oh. I said, "Yeah," she said, Who, "Who's playing?" And she didn't know. And I said, "Whoever it was, I can't remember. Might have even been Manly. Manly, probably." Yeah. And um, and she said, "Why do Why do these teams have so many jumpers? They've got a different one on every week." And I said, "Money." And then I thought. You know what? You can't blame these sponsors because the only reason the clubs are putting these Anzac jerseys out is for fans to spend another 160 bucks. Absolutely. So, I thought it's all this greed and commercialism and I don't it it uh, we we spoke about the sponsors being on the front and they could give it up and make it a nicer jersey, but it, the clubs are only doing it for the money anyway. So, you can't blame the sponsors for not giving up their Ah, uh, yeah. It's not like they're it's not like they're donating all of the money from the jersey sales to Legacy or something, yeah. you know, noble like that. Uh, I don't like it. Anyway, that's another argument for another day. Well, they'd say it's another revenue stream for the clubs, but I'll tell you what's a better revenue stream for the club. Netflix money? Netflix money. <laughs> well, there you go, exactly. Um, yeah, Knights are in real trouble. They, they didn't show. It was twenty five thousand people at at a marathon Jesus, stadium. Really? Oh yeah. They're, they're, there's some big problems. Big well, Newcastle, problems. Newcastle are not forgiving fans, are they? I know they say they are, and they'll stick with them through thin and thick. <laughs> but Jesus Christ, I wouldn't want to be the Knights at the moment, living up there, and especially with all the Kalen Ponga nonsense that's going on. Like, do, do they do they say okay, well? And that's what it's like. It's like everyone's just gone, okay, well, Kalen, you're the fucking 1.2 million man. Go win some games for us. Do you think that's what the – I was just about to say. Is that what the other players are thinking? Of course of? they are. Mm. That's why I'm saying they all should be on the same bloody – Oh, you're going Bring back in to my your, tears. your communist model. <laughs> I tell you. 
Look at the Titans. Look at bloody Fafita running around counting the dollars every second. Well, what if they went? Win us some games, David. What if they went to my model and they picked everyone? You know, on the, oh, th- on the well, that's a good model too. But w- where would Ka- would Kalen be getting picked first or last? Would he be the well, last? Well, you kid have left? to pick him on form, don't you? And how yeah. you pick anyone of? They didn't even score any tries on the weekend. And this is the Parramatta side that got beaten by the Tigers the week before. Buddy, stop paying these blokes too much money. It was probably the worst goal line defence effort oh, I've seen in my life from a, a first grade team. They were diabolical. At least shocking. the Raiders repelled the, the Panthers for a little while until it all became too much. And I wouldn't put the Eels up in the same category as the Panthers. No, no way. Anyway, Raiders-Panthers is the next game. The less said about this, the better. They just got flogged. Yeah. But that... Go back to my well, what was earlier the, accusations. The Panthers in the second half, the Raiders didn't get to play the ball in the in the yeah, Panthers yeah. half until like the last two minutes or something. Oh, was it? Yeah, because they were continually bringing it off their own line. But there was, I mean, there was no enterprise or anything from the Raiders. They weren't willing to shift it. It was all one out stuff. But the the Panthers were up in their faces before the ball had even cleared the ruck. They were they just either there was. Either they're five metres offside every ruck, which I don't believe could... could. I mean, they give them a bit of leeway because they're pointy end, of course, but they're just so fit and so fast and so strong yeah, it's that not. they just can't be competed with. And it goes back to my earlier accusations, which I won't repeat because I might get in trouble, but there's something there's something wrong. What was the penalty count? Was 11-1 or something? And then Raiders got two penalties in the last three minutes. It was 13-1 at the 72nd minute. Yeah. And I can't say, there wasn't many that weren't deserved. Yeah, but how can you say that the Panthers didn't infringe and at least the Raiders got at least a couple? Well, the Raiders never had the ball for the Panthers to infringe. but that's the thing though. It's just like, how can you say one side is completely perfect? Were you saying that they're they're 99% perfect, right? One penalty against them. Oh, two. Sorry, three penalties, but they came in the last. There's five deeper minutes. issues in that. Even oh, after yeah, the- I know that. Like that, but you know, like you're talking about this bias and this unconscious bias. No, well, surely there's a bit there. Yeah, a little bit, but that, that's like you, you know, said. You they're up in their face it. the whole time. But you got to. No, I'm not talking yeah, about yeah. the refs. I'm talking about the Panthers uh, yeah, and the their Panthers bloody bloody. What's bionic, going on? Yeah, being bionic men. It's it's unbelievable, and they weren't even puffed. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like their 80th minute efforts are the same as their first minute efforts. I can't. It's, I can't believe that they're playing by the same rules as everybody else. In that. In that regard, it un- can't be unbelievable. Well, yeah. look at what Ivan did at the Tigers. Nothing, and then comes up there, and then suddenly they're all bionic. Mm. It stinks. Anyway. On to the Anzac Day games on the Monday. Jeez, this is a cracker. I love this game. 14-12, the St. George Illawarra Dragons beat the Sydney Roosters in a massive boil over. Was boil. it though? They're on similar kind of positions on the ladder, really, aren't they? No, no, come on. Nobody expected to beat, Oh, except yeah. for me, who tipped the Dragons. Did you? Yes. Jesus I Christ. I told you, didn't I? Remember last year, uh, last week, I said, I think the Dragons get up for these games? Yeah. And did they what? They did. Bloody Ben Hunt is on a purple patch, isn't he? Masterclass. Oh, Geez, if you're looking at the player of the round, I reckon that was him. A few knives out for the Roosters halves, though. Keary got yeah. uh, came under a bit of criticism as long as well as um. Well, because he's not running the team. They said he's not not he's the dominant player, and that poor old Sammy Walker's only a high school kid still and shouldn't be have any responsibility at all. 
I saw them. I, well, I think they got beaten up in the middle. I don't think it was Kiri's fault at all. They just got smashed up the guts. Yeah. Uh, what's the name? Blake Laurie had the best game oh, I've ever seen him play. And fantastic. Frank Molo. Yep. Amazing. Yeah, Roosters got owned in the guts. And they lost Jack Bird and Jaden Suart early on. Well, they on, were their two best players. Yeah. On the, like, Jack Bird was having a day out. Paul Momorowski couldn't tackle me. <laughs> uh, and I think that, but I think they just got beaten true, fair and square, yeah, square. clean up the guts. And good, and on them. good on the Saints. Good on your hook. <laughs> there was some questionable refereeing, as we've already spoken about, but, but what constitutes a knock-on nowadays? Like, I swear to God the Roosters knocked it on three times and it wasn't called. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't care. I'm going... I'm, I, oh, yeah, okay. Well, fair enough. Like, yeah, I won't, it's dwell, all, I that, won't dwell on it. All that stuff's on field. You yeah, know? yeah, like yeah I won't The refs make it. mistakes, but bloody... Yeah. It's only the... Like, the, we've already spoken about it, obviously. The head high where it went up to the bunker, all that stuff, but... I, um, if the ref makes like there was a couple of knock-ons that were fifty-fifty, but the refs, you know, back ten ten men is behind it. The touches are never in position. You know, you get you get some, you lose some. You win some, you lose some. I can yeah. live with all that. But anyway, I just thought it was a tremendous effort. And yeah, and some of these roosters need to pull their bloody socks up. I reckon some of the. Well, I think yeah, Fletcher Baker wasn't real good. It's seemingly a bit strange that the roosters are sort of travelling not too good. When they haven't got half the Australian and origin Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. I know he's the incumbent. I don't reckon you can pick Tedesco at the back. You have to pick Pappenhausen, don't you? If you're looking at form, Tedesco's not the form fullback in the comp. He's not. No, definitely not. But they will pick him. I mean, he's won. He's won everything there is to win. And you can put Pappenhausen on the bench. Yeah. Don't that? Yeah, I, I know what you mean. But, yeah. And there's been plenty of people saying it, but I, there's no way Freddie leaves him out. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, next up was the last game, I think. Storm and Warriors. Oh yeah, uh, Storm. This was a sad, sad, sad event. Well, I thought the Warriors hung with him for 25 minutes, and then Jesus Christ, they gave up. Yeah. I'm going to say it. They absolutely gave up. They just went, this is too hard. And it yeah, was. It was too hard. <laughs> it was. It was too hard. Why don't I get the same sense about the Storm that I do about the Panthers? Is it because I hate the Panthers more than I hate the Storm? Well, but I can't. No, I don't think I do. I just don't think they're as... I think they're more clever with the ball. Like, they, 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 they figure out ways around teams. Exactly. Whereas Panthers just... They're not this in your face, suffocate you. in your face enthusiasm from, from dot, from go to woe. They're not... You know, you can see that they're out on their feet sometimes, but they just find a way through it. But Panthers are unnaturally mm. energetic. But this they're a, a lot smarter side, I think, the 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 Storm. You know, they just, they're, they're smart. They've got smart players. Anyway, I think that did, that, did that catapult them up towards the top of the ladder, maybe? Who, the Storm? Yeah. Yeah, they're second, I think. Are they? Yeah, they'd have to be. Hang on, let me we haven't looked at the ladder this year, have I'm we? looking at it right now. Panthers, Storm, Eels, Sharks, Cowboys, Roosters, Sea Eagles, Rabbitohs make up the top eight. Eels? Third? Yep. yep. How'd that happen? I don't know. Oh, I wanted to mention this last last week, actually, and I forgot. The Mick Ennis effect. Uh, is, oh. this a, is this a bloody coincidence? Well, that well, exactly. Maybe that's what's taken the wind out of the sails at the bloody Raiders. Well, the Raiders make the grand final in 2019 with Josh Hodgson under Mick Ennis's tutelage. Yep. He wins a comp himself in 2016. 
he goes to the Eels and all of a sudden Reid Marnie's playing like the world's best hooker. It, I think I don't think Mick Ennis is getting enough credit. Well, it makes sense to have individual mentors, doesn't it? He was like a, in the in these real in these really um, oh, important yeah. positions, definitely. And he was a hell of a player. I remember when he was. Uh, I when hated he him when he was a player, but he was a god. You got I never him. hated him. Oh, I remember when he came to. Uh, he did a he toured the Raiders facilities when he was off contract before he went to the Sharks, and I remember all Raiders fans blowing up saying, "Who wants that grub here?" And I was all for it. I wanted him there one hundred percent. And then of course he went to the Sharks and won a comp. Yeah. He's a, he was a fantastic player. Yeah, looking back on it now, he was really good player, and I think he's having a big effect with some of these teams that he goes to. Anyway, I, I didn't realize they were up that high. Bloody hell, Sharks fourth. Cowboys fifth. What's going yeah, on? No, with the, the world? Cowboys fifth, but there's a whole bunch of them. Oh, there's three of them on eight, whole bunch of them on six, and then bloody all these idiots on four, mm. including the Raiders with the worst four and against, sitting second last. All right, let's get to this week's games. As it wants your You're right there, mate. You're struggling a bit. I'm all right. I don't think I've done too many coughs. I haven't been hacking. And Mum rang me this morning. She said, "Are you okay?" I said, "Why?" Struggling. I said, "Why?" She said, "Oh, I just listened to the podcast last week, and you were coughing all the way through it (laughs) and swearing." Oh, you swearing your head off. Broncos Sharks tonight at Suncorp. Well, they're billing this as the bloody game of the round. The bloody Talakai up against Stags, and fair enough, I suppose, like the battle of the two informed centres. Mm. Are they on the same side? Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, no, Stags, he plays no, on the he left. He plays on the left, doesn't he? Stags-y. Oh, well, what is bloody everyone building this up for then? Oh, they need something, I suppose. Maybe Herbie Farnworth is just as good as Stagsy. Coach Kevin Walters has named the seven, same 17 that downed the Bulldogs. Tamare Martin again wears the number one. He was good, wasn't he? Yeah, wasn't that good a great him. story? Come back from a b- bleeding brain. I thought he might have got in a bit of trouble, but it was him that was the the, the, the scurrilous rumours that the Panthers forced him out of the jo- joint. I thought it was at the Cowboys. Or am I thinking well, I think he went different? to the Cowboys after the ah, Panthers. Ah, yeah, because there was definitely a bit of scuttlebutt about him. Yeah, and how he was getting intimate with other players' wives and yeah, such. Yeah, Adam Elliott, but geez, these blokes land on their feet, don't they? He was good. Uh, for the Sharks, Wade Graham remains in the squad after the 24-hour update. Looks set to return from his ankling, ankle injury. Poor old Wade just can't stay on the field what's if he, he comes he, back. What's he add to the side, though? I don't know. Oh, he's good. He's tough. Yeah. Uh, if he comes back, Teague Wilton goes back to the bench. Oh, da- he comes in for Teague. Fair enough. Dale Finucane returns after his concussion woes. And uh, Cameron McInnes goes back to the bench. And Braden Trindle, the 18th man. Mm. This is a tough, tough pick. Yeah. Well, my- it's not really on current form, I suppose. But I don't know. You know, I'm going. Coming, both coming off wins. I'm going the Broncos just because they're at home. Me too. I thought that you were bro- going to go Sharks Well, no, for that sure. Broncos crowd up there at home last week, I thought, were uh, really encouraging. <laughs> um, Even with that bloke getting flogged up in the stands. 
No, see, now I don't. I wanted to tee off yeah, on this. Well, let's talk about this while we're here because, yeah, because I just it, it just reminded me of that bloke had a Broncos jersey on. Everyone was, everyone was glorifying this bloke. That I mean, imagine you take your kids to the footy and and someone gets knocked out right in front of you or behind you. There was the whole Corey Horsburgh disrespect. Oh, how dare you blow bubbles! During the he didn't know what he was doing. He's not that smart. He didn't go out there to d- deliberately disrespect the Anzacs by no. blowing a fucking bubble with his chewing gum. But this bloke drunk up in the stands, knocking some bloke out because he was yelling during the last post or whatever. It just oh, the, Anz- the whole and I said this. I I, I that used to be my favourite day. Because it it used to mean that I could go out and get as drunk as possible and behave like an absolute idiot because it was Anzac Day and I was and everyone was out respecting the Anzacs. Fuck the culture in this country, seriously. Blokes take blokes use this as an excuse to knock blokes, get in fights, get pissed as possible, do everything they normally wouldn't do just because it's Anzac Day. It makes me furious i hate it and and all of these heroes on oh he got what he fucking deserved didn't he mate fucking you talk shit you get hit fucking assholes and, and i thought fair enough this bloke's being an asshole at the footy carrying on during the last post but that doesn't entitle old mate to knock him clean out just because he's a big fucking anzac hero yeah he looked like a farmer or something well here's my take on it so the bloke yelled out the c word during i heard the audio yelled Did he? It. yeah he why said, would you do that see jesus christ well see the, he's off his head the fat fellow the cop to hiding was he yeah yeah uh-huh. yeah you could hear it they they showed the thing where they where they had a now a minute silence for our uh anzacs or whatever it was and he went oh, yeah come on now let's go get the c's or something like that like real loud where you could hear uh-huh. it on the tv so massive strike then but wouldn't the thing to do, grab him by the back of the collar and frog march him out of there? That's what I mean. Like that's it, what I mean. That's that's the respectful thing to do. Don't stand there and smack him when you when you're a seat above him for starters, and you're obviously a lot fitter, and you're not inebriated like this fella. And absolutely, he deserved to go. He deserved everything. He deserved, but well, it's it, not it, on that bloke to do it. Exactly. Is it? That's and what and I mean. if I'm sitting there with my kids and this big brawl breaks out, I just hate it because I, 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 I hate. I, I love I uh, I love giving it to players. I never swear, or you know, you don't ever say the f or the c word. You don't, you know, just control yourself at the footy. If you can't go to the footy without having six hundred beers, then don't go. Stay at home. That's what I mean. That was my and whole just, point. And the thing about the Canterbury bloke who had his jersey tucked into his shirt, you obviously had a lot of people there that agreed with you. Grab a hold of the bloke. Everyone grab an arm and a leg and throw him out of the joint. Was he and the bloke then, with the, shirt on, uh, the jersey on over his business shirt? No, well, that was another bloke and he had a Broncos jersey on, so that's what I mean. It wasn't like one of these skirmishes that they get into because it's one th- one team against another. Everyone everyone agreed from both sides that this bloke was being a disrespectful drunk arsehole. Grab one leg each, march him out. How many, how many, the crowd would have gone wild. Wouldn't they? Everyone, everybody would have stood on their feet and, and clapped anyone that was carrying this bloke out of there rather than flogging him and probably facing an assault charge yourself. Well, that's what I mean. Did this bloke get done for assault? Well, I bet should, not. He, he should. Just because someone deserves a flogging doesn't mean you can flog them. No. There's heaps of people. We probably deserve a flogging half the time here from Roosters fans. Well, I, I got in a fight at the footy once and I've hated myself for it ever since and I was blind drunk 
and I had no business trying to fight this bloke, and he had no business trying to fight me, and I hope he feels bad to this day too. Well, I've never been to fight in my life. No, I've not. I've never like ladled out a flogging, probably because I can't. But I've, tell you what, though, if if it was me there, I would have. Oh, I would have told him to pull his head in. If he didn't, I would have. I would have said, right, come on, you blokes, let's get this idiot out of here. Uh, anyway, that's how much my tirade. I just bloody. I hate yeah, the whole. I hate the. I, I hate the, the I excuses that. that people use. Well, on, I think on a, proper, it happens on Australia Day. Well, it it's the bullfeds. It's the bullfeds as yeah. usual that ruin it because I don't think it's the proper servicemen and and women who carry no, on no. like pork it's jobs. It's idiots like, like us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I've mended my ways. Well, that's well, that's the thing, isn't it? That's why I get on my high horse a bit these days. And I oh, I remember being off my. <laughs> I remember one Anzac Day in particular, totally off my head. Mm. I don't think I was being disrespectful. No, well, it was no, a done thing, and that's what one yeah. of our mates said was, it, you it was, know, it was, you're just following yeah, the norm, following but the, the, norm. the norm sucks. That's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, it should be a day of reflection and not of copious drinking and carrying on and yelling at the footy. Unless you're talking about Norm Axel, good fella. Yeah. Uh, Titans Panthers Friday, Seabus Super Stadium. AJ Brimson's named it fullback in uh, place of Jermaine Sarko. So, uh, what's the name? Justin's trying a little bit. A couple of little different things here. Philip Sami returns. That doesn't hurt him. Patrick Herbert, I think, who's been their best player all year. He goes back to the centres. And David Fafita back to where he belongs in the back row. I think they should put him in the middle. Yeah, make him work. He's big enough. Well, yeah, well, I know why they put him out on the edges because he's got strike, but has he? No. Well, once in 80 minutes, he might have a bit of strike. Um, Yeah, if you put him on the edge, you want him... But you need to firm up their middle. Jaden Campbell might play as well. He he played reserves last week after his rib injury, but it looks like Justin's made his mind up and put uh, AJ at the back. So Yeah, I don't know about that. Although that's where he did start his career, didn't he? He was a pretty handy fullback, if I remember correctly. But Yeah. Uh, uh, there's no, nothing no to really choose here. They'll uh, just continue on their yeah. merry bloody way. On their merry bloody way, bloody Panthers. That's going to be a horrible game. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I might not watch that. Second game Friday, Rabbitohs Sea Eagles. This will be a good one. They're mm. pretty similarly placed, seventh versus eighth. This is at the Central Coast, the beautiful Palm Tree Stadium with the... Um, oh, I love that stadium. The Leagues Club across the road, Club Troppo, with the vibrating dance floor. Tan, Tane Milne's suspension paves the way for... Did he get suspended? What did he get suspended for? Uh, Milne did a high shot? Don't know. Anyway, Isaiah Tass comes into the centres. Yeah, Milne got 10 minutes, didn't he? I can't remember. He did. He got 10 minutes for a high shot. It was, yeah, it was a high shot. Um, big shoulder to the head. It was actually pretty, oh, pretty yes, bad of tackle. Course, yeah. yeah, and he got, to, he got uh, yeah, so what, he got a week for that, did he? Yeah, it looks At like least. it. Uh, yeah, well, that's fair enough. Jacob Host is out with a shoulder injury, so Saliva Havili comes in uh, for the Sea Eagles. Martin Tapao and Sean Kepi both return. Paseka out with a knee injury and Olakowatu is suspended. Oh, that's mm-hmm. right. He got, yeah. Harper's and, out as well, is he? Uh, Trebojevic and Kurt DeLouis, also named on the bench. Josh Schuster's been named on the reserves, but likely won't come back. But yeah, oh, uh, Morgs has been dropped. bloody lair back, is he? Schuster. Schuster. There's, been a, there's been a lot of talk during the week about uh, what is... What does Desi do when Schuster's back saying that he could usurp Kieran Foran? But that's a load of shit. No. 
anyone he's going to usurp Dylan Walker, isn't he? He's more of a 14 or is he more of a second rower? I don't think he's more of anything. I don't yeah, think he's a I very good player at all. Bloody one trick pony too, Bob Lair. He reminds me of Bryce Cartwright, thinks he can do it all himself. Yeah, that kind of guy. I don't know who to pick. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to pick the Rabbitohs. There you go. I'm going to go man. <laughs> just to be different. I'm looking <laughs> at Black Tuff. I'm looking at bloody Ilias. Uh, I just don't think. I th- I, I shouldn't. I, nah, I think you're right. Rabbitohs. Just, uh, yeah, I don't know. Though. I'm just sticking on my manly bandwagon. I don't know yeah, why I'm I, on it. I think Jason Saab's probably the worst player in the NRL at the moment. There you go. Warriors Raiders at Morton Daly Stadium. That's Redcliffe, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ben Murdoch Masilla has been sidelined since round four with an knee injury, but he's been listed among the reserves this week, so he could come in for the Wazers. The coach Nathan Brown gave a strong indication on Wednesday that he will come into the 17. So. Every every chance, and he's a good player. I love BMM, you know that. Mm. Dejan Arce, who has made a mid-season switch from the Cowboys, is also on the list but probably won't come in. Uh, Elliot Whitehead for the Raiders is back after his gruesome facial injury, replacing Harry Rushton, who goes back onto the extended bench. Chance Nickel-Kulstar remains on the bench and Jordan Rapiner set to feature at fullback again. I don't think Jordan was bad at fullback. No, I think he's okay. But I don't think I don't think Savage is a winger. He no. didn't, didn't get involved at all. Well, the carries he did have, he didn't get smashed, so that was encouraging. But he's learned how to step back inside. <laughs> well, no, I was uh, I was worried that they were just going to pick him up and drive him back twenty meters, which they did do a few other. Like even Nick Chotrich was getting driven hard by those idiot Panthers. But um, but I don't think. Savage was as as lightweight as as what all of the Raiders fans think. But anyway, this should be a game that the Raiders win. But Jesus, you can't tip them. Oh, you can't tip the Warriors either, can you? No, no, after they gave up against Melbourne. But did Brownie bloody slam a few doors? Well, apparently they did very little video work. They just sat down and addressed (laughs) the situation. (laughs) What are you going to watch Melbourne (laughs) running? Well, no, a lot of... A lot of people thought that they would, um, you know, address all of the defensive lapses and stuff like that. But I think Brownie just thought, well, you know. Oh, let's I, just sit back and watch 11 tries go in. Look how good they are, Adam fellas. I think they just sat back and watched all five lethal weapons and <laughs> had had some cups of tea. Yeah. But, uh, God, I don't, I don't want to tip the Raiders, do you? No. Uh, I will, though. Because I... Oh. Is I'm this one of Warriors. these turning point games? Oh, yeah, Raiders. Fuck it. <laughs> sorry, Warriors sorry, Mum. I'm, I'm just... I'm, I can't tip them. Chris Fat Chess Butler, the uh, ref in that one. Bulldogs Roosters, Saturday 5.30. Oh, wouldn't at, it be good uh, to see the doggies get up? Uh, Captain Josh Jackson's been ruled out of the clash after testing positive to COVID-19. Um, no replacement named as yet. So what, they're not going to run anyone on? Don't know. Brent Naden, Jake Avarillo and Sia Manifanai have all re- been named to return after they missed last week's fixture during, due to COVID and they'll be monitored. Oh, that's right. They were missing all those big names, Yeah, they, they were missing four players last week, the uh, Bulldogs. Kevin Nguama comes onto the wing for the suspended Daniel Tupou. He got a week after grade two careless. Jared Wariya Hargreaves and Victor Radley are back in the run on side after they were benched last week. Benched. So trends bloody... And uh, Sia Siwa, Takiaho, and Nat Butcher are on the bench. 
after they I think they both started, didn't they? Yeah, he's mixing things up. Trenton didn't mm. work for him. Uh, but I think that's a good move. You definitely need definitely need those two starting. Come on, Trent. You can't tip the Bulldogs, but I will be cheering for them. Yeah, no, I'll go the Roosters here. Wouldn't uh, it be good if the dogs won though? Wouldn't it be lovely? Ben Katia Cummins the ref in that one. Mm. Mm. He loves a rooster or two. Does, doesn't he? Eels versus Cowboys, Saturday, 7.35 p.m. at TIO Stadium in Darwin. That's right. They oh, always take one Yeah, up Darwin's there. good up there for the Eels. A lot of support up there. No late changes for the Eels. Dylan Brown's been named in the centres with Jake Arthur retaining his place in the halves alongside Mitch, Mitch Moses. Todd Payton's named the exact same 17. Uh, there could be a late reshuffle with the likes of Reuben Cotter and Tom Gilbert, a chance of starting over Cohen, how's your man, and uh, Halem Lukey. I thought uh, he wasn't too bad, actually, the other the other day, Hess. Eels. Um, eels. You reckon? Yeah. I reckon Cowboys. This will be a good test for them. If they can beat the, the Eels, then we'll know that they're the real deal. No chance. You don't reckon? Uh, absolute cow- lock of the week, the Eels. You there reckon? You go. Yep. All right, I'm going Cowboys because I reckon they'll win. Knights versus Storm at Marathon Stadium, Sunday, 2 p.m. Hmm. Brody Jones has been named in the back row despite concerns around an elbow injury. For the Storm, Chris Lewis goes back to 18th man and Tyron Wishart gets a start in the 15 jersey. The switch could occur uh, late this week. Uh, what? Uh, no, sorry. R- Remus Smith needs to undergo co- co- concussion protocols. Yeah, he got smashed. He did get smashed. And uh, that I should have mentioned, um, uh, I want to... Send a shout out to my man Dallin Watene Zelezniak after he just got absolutely. I thought his neck broke. Oh God, that was gross, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And they kept showing it, and I thought he's in all sorts because he didn't move. They oh. didn't even roll him over. Um, it, and he put he put out an Instagram post not long after saying that he, he was all right. He just did a hongy with the ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was too. He's a good kid. I love that. Oh, I love him. He's got the blackest hair I've ever seen. Oh, it's yeah, tight. Just tight. Um, I love him. You can't go anything else here, can you? That's no, you can't tip the stupid knights. Jesus Christ. And last game, Dragons, West Tigers. Oh, Ooh. Battle of the Underdogs. Jesus. Sunday, 4 p.m. at Wynn Stadium. Oh, Bloody man, beautiful. Wouldn't that be beautiful watching that live? Jack Bird for the Dragons been named. Despite, well, they were saying he was he snapped his arm in half. Well, they said that that he broke his arm. No, Didn't he break it? It wasn't broken. So really? he's all right. He, he's tough. Jesus, he's tough. Is he going to come out with a big Mel Meninga arm guard? Perhaps. It'd uh, be good to see them come back. If he's out, Amone will come in. Uh, maybe Tyrone Sloan, Tyrell Sloan, sorry, and Moses Embiid potentially shifting to the halves. But I'd say Jack won't want to be anywhere else but out on a wind stadium. Mm. For the Tigers, Tulungi returns, but Dane Laurie is out with a knee injury. Stafford Ta'a was shifting to fullback, and Oliver Gildart crawled to the centres in lieu of, um, what's the name? Jake Simpkin was a late withdrawal last year and could come into calculations after he was named on the reserves. But who do you pick at hooker now? Because Little did the job for him and so did Simpkin the week before. Yeah. Bloody right. headaches for Madge. Well, Selection headaches. Who would have yeah. thunk? And they got Peachy back this week. Was, did Peach play last week? I don't think I saw him. Um, oh, he's on the reserves. He's not on the interchange, but surely he'd fit. No, he Peachy got dropped last week. Yeah. yeah, because he was yeah he was the real poor performer in that loss of, uh, uh, to the Warriors. So remember, he bore the brunt, bore the brunt. He did bear the brunt, and then they played real good the two weeks after that. And mm. and can he find a way back? And he's one of the captains, one of the famous five captains. Mm. 
I don't know about this game because I'm not sure about that Amon Amone kid. He's a pretty poor player, I think. I think Jock Madden's got it over him, but then I don't like Oliver Gildart. I think the, I think the Saints would be a bit burnt out <laughs> after the because that was a big win for him. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, I think uh, well, then there's a pretty emotional win for the Tigers as well. Jesus, mm. yeah, this is a tough one. Where are they playing? Win. I don't have to go St. George just on the back. No, I'm not. I'm sticking with my boys. I'm going to go Tigers too. All right. Yeah. Well, that's it. Another week done and dusted, eh? I enjoyed the league last week. After we had a bit of a downer the week before, I thought, and even though there was a massive blowout, a couple of massive blowout games, I really enjoyed the footy. I enjoyed discussing it with my friends. Was it a head high? Was it 10 minutes? Do you discuss it at home? I'm sure everyone gets into conversations where you chat about league. You ring someone while you mow the lawn. You go to the pub. Not like there's anything else to talk to talk about. Oh, why don't I tell my wife all the results? She doesn't care. I just <laughs> need to get it off my chest, though. My wife says, uh, <laughs> how'd the Raiders go? And I say, what? why are you asking? Like When they've lost. If they've won, I, say, I tell her. But yeah, I, you tell her. I say, you don't really care, do you? And she goes, not really. That's all right. You're taking a bit of an interest in stuff. I'm sure you ask her how the, how the uh, camellias are growing out the front of her. I can say this with impunity because I know they don't get this far into the podcast, so no, no one's going to tell them. Can't blame them, though. I wouldn't, I wouldn't listen to a podcast. What, if your wife did it? No. Yeah, I mean, I would well, for the first few weeks. They'd go there, go on, they talk? Maybe they should do one. Our wives should do one together about corporate stuff. They're both corporate types. Kimonos. Yeah, they could have uh, tips to get it to uh, be a good corporate type you know what i'm doing now i'm gonna to go to kitchen warehouse and buy a honey pot have you ever had a honey pot of course not i'm not into honey that much i suppose you're going to drive six hours away to get some raw honey as well are you? i've got some we just go in capilano perth perth raw honey you can get it at coles in the in the big buckets is it raw though yeah sounds like big honey's gotten to you unprocessed i can't remember the name of the brand i'll give them a shout out next week they can sponsor it but isn't it the worst when you're trying to get honey on something and it just drips everywhere but you get oh, the honey pot that, yeah. with the you know the oh, little, little round thing, thing yeah. like you see in the hotels yeah i'm well, going to get well, one you always get toast crumbs in your honey though don't you with no no you, dr- you drizzle it on so it's got a drizzle stick so oh. no no more putting your buttery knife into the honey oh. and getting crumbs and butter in it. You just drizzle it on with the with that oh. little round stick, see? No, I'm not a honey. I don't like sticky. What? I don't like sticky stuff. I don't like getting it on my hands or anything. So how do you eat your... No, do you, I don't eat honey. I eat Vegemite. No, but how do you eat your, your buns and such, your, your bakery oh, treats a, no, with the knife okay. and fork? No, that's okay. I can eat them, all right. That's not sticky, though. <laughs> <laughs> it is, but it's not honey <laughs> sticky. Anyway. Oh, the mind boggles. All right. Thanks for coming along again, everybody, and we'll see you. Hopefully, we'll see you for uh, another episode of Oz Rock Rated soon. Yeah, it's coming up soon. I've just got to get over just this. You haven't done anything, have you, mate? Well, I've got to get over this lurgy, and I've had a lot of jobs and stuff on, but the, my calendar clears up after this weekend. I'll be oh, right. That's good. You can open so I've actually got a calendar. Hope. I know you do, too. Oh, yeah. Well, we can't start here early on Thursdays because he needs to sleep in. Well, I do it tough during the week, you know that. Well, I'm the same, mate. I think I'm going to apply for another 
little part-time job too, so it might become even more bloody. Oh, well, here we go. Well, listen, thank you for listening to the last edition of Leaning in Need. We'll fill you in. <laughs> Bye, everybody. See you next week. See you.